No, she's fussy. Well, the last two nights she's decided she wants to wake up crying. Um, but like full on crying. Uh, usually like it's me. usually it's uh her she wakes up and then we hear some stirrings and then she'll like eh, 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 start to freak out a little bit and then then we'll wake up and then we'll feed her. But uh, now it's straight straight to full on crying. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it'll stop for a couple of years and when she gets into her thirties it'll just start again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's when life really sucks. Yeah. It's when the, the dawning of what the world is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so today is another fanspiracy theory. What are we talking about? Mm. Well, before we get into that, let's uh, let's start with a little bit of an interesting thing that I found. Okay. Number one, I found a gift card in my wallet that has probably been sitting there forever. It's one of those Visa <laughs> gift cards. Nice. And it had like 25 bucks on it, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I was like, oh, what's on my wish list on Steam for 25 bucks or less? So I bought um, Dyson Sphere Program. Yeah, hell yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. Yeah. I think you can uh, do multiplayer, too. So oh, that be cool. Build shit together. Nice. We'll have to look at that. I think we're going to start today uh, with some crazy, some some theories that um, float around there. That there's not a whole lot of substance to them, but they have been confirmed to be canon by the creators, uh, which I think is going to be very cool. Uh, do you know of any of these? That wasn't really a lot of information to go off of. Do you know of any uh, fan theories that are out there currently that have been confirmed by show creators or movies, depending on the medium? Uh, now nah, I can't say I know any active ones right now. Oh, you're useless. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to start. I'm going to do a couple of them. Um, some of them are <laughs> Disney fan theories. All right. So uh, the little brother... Of two surprising princesses. This is what I am about to talk about. I'm actually going to have you guess what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of hints. These are two separate Disney movies where okay. the character or the main character from one is related to uh, the characters from the other. If you can guess one okay. of those movies, I will. I know that's not a lot to go on. Well, let's see. Uh, Stay, sit there and think about it for a second there. Wrap your tuna around that one. Um, that Come on. that uh, Prince Eric is related to Anna and Elsa. Prince Eric. Who's Prince the Eric? The prince from uh, Little Mermaid. Oh. No, that's not it. Let's see. This does not include... You have one of the movies, though. Disney. You did get one of the movies, though. Ooh. So it is a relationship to Anna and Elsa. Relationship to Anna and Elsa. Is is the movie more recent? Is it older? Uh, I think it's from the nineties. From the nineties. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. It's a, a Phil Collins soundtrack. Oh, okay, Phil Collins soundtrack. Uh, Tarzan is their little brother. Yes, you are correct. Okay. So this theory uh, obviously states that the two parents of Anna and Elsa shipped off and managed to disappear on their ship in the jungle. And they basically ended up having a, a kid, Tarzan, but ended up getting killed by a jaguar. Those people are just like super unlucky. When you think about that, that's horrifying. Those people had a terrible life. Yeah. Like, number one, they were like, oh, we're going to have a kid who's never going to meet their their sisters. The sisters think that we're dead. Oh. Well, not to mention that at the beginning of that, it's like, ah, oh, our one daughter has, like, crazy magic powers. Yeah. That, um, yeah, they don't, um, they don't oh, have shit, a we're lot gonna die going in for a them. 
ship accident. Well, they didn't die in the ship accident. They got eaten oh, obviously, by yeah. the Jaguar. Uh, but however, in an MTV interview, the Frozen director, uh, James Buck, confirmed that Tarzan, Anna, and Elsa are all siblings. Uh, he'd always imagined that Anna and Elsa's parents didn't perish in the shipwreck, and the plot of Tarzan just seemed to neatly fit his idea. It's a shame that King and Queen ended up getting eaten by a leopard. Sorry, not a, le- not a jaguar, a leopard. Leopard. Uh, they just uh, couldn't catch a break. Uh, here's another one. One of my favorite 90s movies from Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of how to word this so that it won't give away, so that you have a decent chance at guessing. Well, I mean, I gave you, I gave you a hint. It's a 90s movie. Where one of the main characters seemingly plays a throwaway character. I'll give you a second hint. It is a. Okay. It was also made into a live action movie recently. There's a recent live action. Movie. Within the last five years, I think. Um, the last five years. I mean, it is one. It's. I mean, there's so only so many you can choose. They haven't made all of their movies into live action just yet. Uh, is it Aladdin? It is Aladdin. And do you know which characters I'm talking about? Is it one of the suitors? No. Uh, I don't know. No. No. Um, the wisecracking genie and the peddler from the beginning are the same character. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's obviously uh, confirmed by the whole... Uh, the fact that the merchant on the ship is played by Will Smith, who also plays the genie in the live-action remake. Boom. Okay. And Aladdin's directors later confirmed that that that's exactly what's going on. Well, I mean, in the at least in the animated one, it's like pretty obvious. Well, the uh, the I think the the live action one's more obvious, but the cartoon one, if you're a kid, you'd never even notice. You just yeah, I think as a a child, you'd be like, oh, they're kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, you'd never never notice. Um, let's see here. So, (laughs) anyway, so that's, you know, just give us a little bit of a starting point for some theories. We're going to get into what we're talking about today, which is based on a hit television show, actually two hit television shows made by the same production company. Okay. Both are available on uh, Netflix at the moment. Can okay. you take a guess which ones I am talking about? Two shows made by the same production company. Uh, they are animated? They are not animated. These are live-action shows. They are based mm-hmm. on... One it has been running since 2010. Yes, 2010. Mm-hmm. And the other one finished up after five seasons uh, in 2013, I believe, is when it finished. So they did have some intermingling. So there is some okay. evidence other than that that there's some crossover between the universes. Uh, uh, are they are they Netflix originals? They are not Netflix originals. They are both on AMC. Is it Eureka and Warehouse 13? I said AMC, not sci-fi. Oh, bitch. <laughs> uh, good, good shows. AMC. Not the same. I, the only ones I really know from AMC are... Uh, and those Walking ones are Dead easy. Shows. I'm sorry, what? The Walking Dead shows. Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. And then there's a third one, which I don't know the name of. Is there a third Walking Dead series? Yeah, it's set like it kind of in the future-ish, a little bit beyond where Walking Dead is. I thought that was Fear the Walking Dead. No, that one is set before that. I that thought, one were, set, I thought Fear like, the Walking um, Dead was happening as The Walking Dead was happening. It it might be in the current season or like the latest season. Honestly, I have no idea. I've never watched Fear the Walking Dead. I've only watched The Walking Dead. I like Dead. that one. I like that one a lot. Um. So it starts right when the zombie outbreak starts. So that's where it begins. Uh, I know that so it, it catches it up at some point. 
I think it might might have caught up in the recent season. All right. Well, uh, you've gotten season. half of it. It's The Walking Dead. Okay. Um, which has been going for twelve years, which is yeah. Insane. I think the final season's this year, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that the there are like three episodes left. Okay. In total. I kind of fall off. I was reading the the graphic novel for a while, but I kind of fell off. Yeah, shout out to the graphic novel. It's pretty damn oh, good. It's so good. How close is Jeffrey Dean Morgan's interpretation of Negan? Because I've never, never read the. To the be graphic novel. honest, I can't tell you a hundred percent sure for sure, but um, the introduction to Negan and uh, up until he's captured is pretty, is pretty pretty faithful to the book. Okay. I'm talking his interpretation, not necessarily the storyline. His, his acting, yeah, it's 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 like, pretty good. Yeah. Like, is it is it is it more cartoony in the in the book, or is it like spot on? This is the type of person. I would he say is. they're pretty close. Okay, that's pretty good. It's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. Um, well, I'm just gonna get to it. So this one is uh, The Walking Dead, and Breaking Bad. Okay. Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. So we're we're saying that they exist in the same universe. The Breaking the Bad okay. was a prequel to The Walking Dead. So okay, okay. I, I guess that's fair. There are the, some... the Walking Dead is more or less like seems to be set in like the real world. I mean, who says that the Walking Dead's not set in the real world? I mean I There's no such thing as blue math, man. I I wouldn't know, Kevin. Uh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you though? Uh, no. <laughs> um. So, uh, in 2016, the this oddly convincing theory uh, that Breaking Bad, uh, which ran from 2008 to 2013, it was a phenomenal show. Um. No, I, honestly, no one would have seen it being so good based on the fact that Brian Cranston was going to be the headliner. I mean, it, Malcolm in the Middle like was a good show. It was good. But like it definitely undersold his acting ability. And like if you didn't know, Brian Cranston um for like the whole beginning part of his career did voices for the monsters in Power Rangers. Yes, we do he had like know that. a lot of them, and he was the voice of Zordon in the uh, Power Rangers reboot movie in 2017, yes. mm-hmm. which I thought was okay. Uh, it wasn't. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. It was a fun experience. It just wasn't Power Rangers as I know them. No, uh, the only and movie I, I... of Power Rangers that I've ever enjoyed thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that the Turbo movie wasn't bad, but the one that I enjoyed thoroughly, and I'll watch it regardless of whether or not I've seen it a hundred times before. That watching was the original Power yeah, Rangers the, movie. the one with uh, Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that show was great. The I'm going to go on a little tangent for like one second, oh, Kev. Go, go. Uh, we've talked about the Power Ranger comic books before, right? Uh, we've mentioned them before, yeah. Okay, so we know that Boom Studios is, uh, it has the Power Rangers license, so it has a whole bunch of different books that come out uh, for Power Rangers. Um, It is maybe honestly one of my favorite series that's ongoing right now. Not necessarily like the core one, but there's like a, a higher level one where they push events to and like uh, big things about like the past of the Power Rangers and like kind of building the lore mm-hmm. of Power Rangers. Yeah. It's awesome. Like really, really cool. I know. I'm I'm a fan of Boom Studios and the Power Rangers comics mostly because Power Rangers before I want to say that the last Power Rangers series that I I could tolerate was, I think it was Power Rangers Galact- Galactic something? Power yeah, Ran- the, it was like the first space one. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was okay. Power Rangers Galactic. Was it Lost Galaxy? I think it was Lost Galaxy. Okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Power Rangers Lost Galaxy was probably as far as I could tolerate. And then it was like, this is ridiculous. And you guys are just pumping out without having real stories. To be fair, I was kidding. The stories really didn't matter the most. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I also would like to mention a fun fact about the original Power Rangers movie. Okay. Uh, the character who they ran into on uh, the faraway planet that Zordon sent them to. Yes. Uh, it's not the first actress who was going to play that character. We may have mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but... I think we have. Uh, I can't do you remember, remember so. yeah, Do you Go remember ahead, who the original person was supposed to be? Uh, no. No, I don't. Oh, crap. What's her... Her name is escaping me. I mean, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's right there. Law and Order SVU. What the hell's her name? Uh, Marsha Gay... What? No, not Marsha Gay no. Harden, dumbass. <laughs> That's a dumbass right there. Somebody pull, pull push button. Sean, what do you boop. call him? A dumbass. Beep boop. Um, no, I want to play Olivia. Why is that name? Is her name is escaping me, and that's really, it's just not cool. SVU Marishka Hargitay. That's it. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. Yes, Marishka. Uh, yeah, I yeah, just got the name wrong. Yeah, definitely got the name wrong for sure. Badly. Marsha yeah, yeah. Marsha Gay Harden was in SVU as a recurring character, I believe. Um, but Marsha, sorry, Marishka Hargitay uh, was going to, she actually was seen or filmed a couple of scenes and then they decided to go with somebody else. And then it was like, oh, well, that would have been cool. Maybe she was uncomfortable with the skimpy outfit that they had her in. I mean, for a kids' movie, that is revealing. That was for the that was for the grown up dads. That was for I got to take my goddamn kid to this fucking movie. Oh, I get it now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take you to this movie again. <laughs> um. So, anyway, after uh, so after Breaking Bad had finished. Um, 2016 comes around. People start to circulate around the internet this theory that the uh, Breaking Bread universe is a prequel to The Walking Dead. So there are some observations in Breaking Bad that you can make that are directly connected to The Walking Dead. Okay. Um, I think firstly we should probably um, address that the clearest indication of the um, correspondence between AMC's hit shows is that um, The Walking Dead, specifically the second episode of season two, when T-Dog was infected. Remember, T-Dog? Barely. I know, he, he like dropped off after the second season, I think. Yeah. He, died, he died in the prison, I'm pretty sure, as I recall. Um, as they were trying to escape it. Um, Daryl ended up coming to his rescue uh, with a veritable drug pharma load. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's basically a giant bag of drugs. <laughs> um, some of which are illegal, some of which are definitely not illegal, uh, some of which are pharmacy prescription kind of drugs, but, you know. Uh, but some of its contents comprised his brother Merle's drug stash, um, he, went, he ends up discovering some blue crystals at the bottom, tucked away from plain sight, uh, which happened to be a, bear a striking resemblance to Walter White's blue meth. Man, his 99.1% chemically pure crystal methamphetamine. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like they went into the prop closet at AMC Studios and were like, uh, yeah. This looks this looks good. In there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the picture is you can you can clearly see it's it's a clear content bag. It's got a bunch of prescription bottles in it, and at the bottom you can clearly see that there are blue um, crystallization forms like rock candy at the bottom. So it's definitely the meth. Um, 
Um, some people or some fans have actually based the theory that uh, Walter White was inadvertently responsible for the undead epidemic. Uh, as I'm trying to that get his some... meth was so pure it turned people into zombies. Um. Well. Uh, that feels like a stretch. No, I don't think that's where they were going with it. I think what they were trying to say is that somehow his chemically pure meth caused some sort of weird infection or a possible um, evolution or mutation of bacteria or viruses. Um, but I think what they're trying to state here is that the fact that most meth is usually some shade of white um, that the fact that the Walking Dead has blue meth or some sort of blue crystallization in that bag of drugs sh shows inadvertently that the fact that those two universes are connected. I mean, other than the fact that it is an AMC-related show... Uh, hold on a second... Goddamn dogs. Goddamn dogs every time. <laughs> I have to really applaud people's uh, ability to find the tiniest little thing and be like, oh, they're connected. With I mean, with all of these things, all of these ones that we've done, every single one that we've done is showing how much time some people have on their hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they pick out small details and then they're like, well, that looks similar to this over here. And then, uh, like, like with it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the episode with the school reunion, the small detail there is that Danny DeVito's character, Frank shows up to the school reunion. Obviously he didn't go to school with the gang. He right. just picks up a random name tag and slaps it to his shirt. And it's uh, Nikki Poplovitz or something. And then later on in the episode, the waitress shows up. And they everyone starts to put together the fact that the waitress didn't have a name tag at the front desk. But Frank's character stole it. And no one else has complained about not having a name tag at the front desk. So everyone starts associating her name with Nikki. And then they... The creators, Rob McElhaney, Glenn Howerton, and Charlie Day came out and said, no, that was just a weird coincidence, and we had no intention of, that's not her name. It's, they basically just said it's not her name. But it's the small details, the ones that, that even the creators don't even think about, that end yeah. up becoming the greatest fan theories. Um, and I've heard them mention it several times on their podcast about how that's not, it's not her name. And they're never going to re reveal her name at all, even though they have one for That's her. because her name is The Waitress. Her name is The Waitress. Although in recent seasons, apparently, Charlie did convince her to sleep with him. Like it actually happened. Scandal. I know. Uh, I mean, even like, though that's his like actual wife. That is his actual wife. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But not what we're doing right here. Um. Um, some, so there's some more evidence for The Walking Dead. So uh, Season 4, Episode 12, uh, sheds a little light on how Merle Dixon, Michael Rooker's character, uh, some who know Michael Rooker as... That was a throw-off to you, Ryan. Merle! No, who's Michael Rooker? He's Merle. He's in The Walking Dead, but... He also plays a pretty significant character in the MCU. Oh, he's, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh God, what's his name? <laughs> uh, he, he's, uh, Yandu. Yandu, Yandu Udanta, yeah. 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 He plays Yandu Udanta. This was before he was, like, huge. Um, I think I'd seen him in, like, two other things before this. And he's a real good actor. People should really give him some some props here. 
Um, it's really fun going back and watching like '90s movies, and then seeing like people who are big now and like these little bit parts. That's my favorite. Part. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, because you'll end up seeing them in fun. some rando movie that you haven't watched in twenty years, and it's like, oh my god, they were in this. I can't think of an example. And but, they're um, like a, one of the grunts that gets like murdered right away. Yeah, they have a really insignificant part. Yeah. Um, and I think what's even better is that they had a super insignificant part in the movie and the main character was huge at the time, completely uh, unknown to the newer generation. Those are my favorite, where it's like an opposite switch. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I'm pretty sure there there was someone in Buffy the Vampire Slayer who was super, super famous now, but wasn't when they did the movie. Um, and Christy Swanson is obviously a right wing nut case. Um, mm-hmm. sad. I know she's just she's just a mouthpiece, just like uh, Kanye West. That dude needs some serious help. I've never yeah. been a, I've never been a Kanye West fan at all, but I know when someone's having a mental breakdown, it's it was funny to watch at first, but now it's just it's just real bad. I mean, it's it's well beyond. Like oh, he's just he's just quirky. No, no, oh, he's, he's he is a sick man. Uh, he's. Very sick. He's very depressed. Um, he's blowing through all of his cash, as I hear. Um, and yeah. he's not really doing anything to make up for blowing through his cash. And to top mm. it all off, he's got the right-wing mouthpiece Candace Owens in his ear constantly feeding him bullshit. And uh, since she's giving him attention, he's sort of rolling with whatever she's got. But yeah, Do yourself a favor. Don't don't Google her name. She's not worth She's, your time. She is not an intelligent person. She sounds like it, but that's only because she understands how to use the English language. But she is not, in fact, intelligent. And that's all I'm going to say on her. Let's get back to what I was talking yeah. about. Uh, the Walking Dead. So. Shit, I lost my place. Um... Michael Rooker shed some light on his how he obtained some of his narcotics. Um, according to his brother, Daryl, his dealer was a, and I quote, janky little white guy, a tweaker junkie, end quote. Um, sorry, extra quote. Once pulled a gun on him and said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. <laughs> that may seem like a really insignificant detail, but that should have been a drop the mic moment right there. Because who do we know who sells drugs, specifically blue meth, to Michael Rooker's character, Merle Dixon, and uses the phrase bitch at the end of every sentence? <laughs> who do we know? Who Jesse we Pinkman. Know? Jesse Pinkman. Gatorade me bitch. Gatorade me bitch. Science, bitch. Uh, yes. No. So, um, to, uh, that is just um, that's just the perfect. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what to say. The perfect mention, even if it wasn't intentional, to conclude these uh, these two things and make them come together. Um, besides besides that glaringly obvious connection, there's um, other interconnecting theories have managed to make their way. And uh, and surface up. For instance, those uh, there was a red 2009 Dodge Challenger with black racing stripes that Walter buys for his son. Do you remember that? Yeah, Where he's got his, yeah, yeah, he's got his first little bit of extra cash. I think it was shortly after. Um, Sky was it Sky? That was her name. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sky finds out that he is dealing drugs to get all of this cash. Um, and he goes out and he buys this beautiful Dodge Challenger, um, for Walter Jr. And then, um, subsequently blows up 
What? What did I write here? Something about blowing something up? Oh, I don't know what I wrote here. This is a little weird. Um, and anyway, so interestingly enough, um, Glenn famously took it for a ride in uh, The Walking Dead. He ended up having one of them. Uh, yeah, there's that um, that scene where they're like, I can't remember if they're leaving or going into the city. Yeah. They're driving that car, yeah. Yeah, they end up finding that, that exact same looking car, and he takes it for a ride. Uh, and then, to top it all off, now this doesn't really matter, it doesn't help interconnect the stories at all, is that Glenn happened to be the name of the salesman that Walter returned the car to in Breaking Bad. We're just gonna... Mm. All the fans are just assuming it's the same person, but it wouldn't make any sense. I mean, that's just a name, yeah. Because as I recall, Glenn was a like a delivery boy or something before everything happened. I feel like something like that, but I don't. I don't remember. It's been so sure. long since I've seen the first season. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's been so long. Um. So Netflix actually addressed the theory in an official YouTube video. I'm actually going to pull that video up really quick. Oh crap! Sorry. Uh, on November second, twenty sixteen, there is a fan theory. Uh, about Breaking Bad is the Walking Dead prequel by Netflix and everyone should should go watch it but there are some crazy oh here it is Glenn was a pizza delivery guy okay one of the comments literally says Glenn was a pizza delivery guy um thanks random comment <laughs> thanks random commenter Sam Sam um so your face is what I have to say. Uh, so where in the, they explain the speculation that Walter's blue meth caused the zombie pandemic somehow, some way, uh, not a hundred percent certain how they got from here to there, but let's get into a little bit extra. Uh, it does mention the fact that, uh, Gus Fring manages to walk out of a room with half his face missing. Um, which they think seemingly says something about how strong the meth is. Because he's been around it. I mean, you'd have to actively imbibe it for it to make any difference. I mean, he spends a good portion of time around it. Man. I mean, you'd have to be, I don't know, jamming it up your nose holes. Jump, That's what you jam do with meth, right? Jam it up your nose hole. Go hard. Jam it up your nose hole. So, after having gone through that, I think we should uh, come up with our own explanation for how that could be possible. So, we already know that blue meth exists in this universe. That's yeah. a given. Okay. Uh, we know that there's a possibility that Merle bought stuff from Jesse Pinkman before. Where does... So, as far as I know, that The Walking Dead takes place somewhere in southeastern United States. Yeah. Somewhere between Georgia and Maryland, I believe. Well, it starts in... Uh, the outskirts of Atlanta. Yes, so it starts near near Atlanta, and then they make their way up, I believe, to D.C. And yes. then they're somewhere in Virginia, I believe, now? I think it's meant to be somewhere in that area, because there's supposed to be three major communities that uh, kind of operate independently until some things happen and then they yeah we're gonna spoil anything together, but yeah. so we all know that breaking bad takes place in new mexico yep and we know that jesse pinkman doesn't really leave new mexico 
Correct. So, I guess the only theory is how do we connect Merle to Jesse Pinkman? Well, he was uh, like a part of a motorcycle like club. That's like what I was gang. going to do. Like maybe he made a cross country trip to. I I mean it's not hard to say that the cartel couldn't have transferred where the blue meth went. It may not just be in the southwestern United States. It may have made its way all the way across the south. Yeah, and but it it sounds like he was dealing with Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman himself. specifically. So we have to assume him and his gang made their way to New Mexico and he bought meth off of Jesse. And not just so this was this had to have been before the cartel took over their operation. Because I don't think because Jesse was mainly cooking when they worked for Gus Fring. He wasn't right. doing any any of the distributing or selling. This was so I have to assume that I mean that timeline kind of works out, doesn't it? Because Walking Dead started like third season of uh, of what you call it of Breaking Bad because there were five seasons of Breaking Bad. 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. Although I think there was a year in between that they didn't have um, a show. So, yeah, that makes sense. That happened. I think they didn't start working for Gus until like third season. So, it was later in the seasons. Yeah, yeah. So, so Merle ended up purchasing from Jesse before Gus took over. So yeah, that, that timeline, so the timeline sinks there. Pretty good. Okay. So the blue math being there is existent of the fact that this could happen. Now, how do we say that the blue meth caused the pandemic? Hmm. Well, they're making like a lot of it. Like, they're making a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, um, I think, maybe. Where, I think the, where we should go with it is that... Well, I mean, we know what happens at the end of Breaking Bad, right? Um, maybe, maybe he's better at organic chemistry than he lets on. Yeah. Maybe he's really maybe. good at creating viruses or or how long did the, how long was the timeline from the beginning of breaking bad to the end was it years because it felt like it was supposed to happen in a pretty confined space since he wasn't supposed to have very many years it left. was definitely around i would say five to eight years okay all right all right, all right. I can't say that the blue meth is the problem, but I honestly can't say that Walter would have done it intentionally, knowing that Walter Jr. and his daughter would still have to live in this world. Yeah, well, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. It could have been that, you know, the blue meth had something special in it because we know like drug use weakens the immune system but maybe this did something more than just weaken it maybe just weakened and twisted it a little bit so uh something like a standard virus or uh you know uh, talking about other zombie um apocalypse things the last of us uh it's not like a a virus it's a fungal infection uh that causes uh like the fungus to take over people's brains, which is that type of zombie in that world. But maybe it did something similar where it allowed something that wouldn't have flourished otherwise to uh, like grow and expand. And we know that viruses mutate uh, as they, you know, do their business. 
And it just could have ended up getting twisted in a way that moves it towards uh, controlling, you know, basic actions, movements. Mm-hmm. Just like that fungus. Ah, so here's an interesting here's an interesting thing from SoCalSunrise.com uh, on what does meth do to your brain. Um, well, here's some short the short term effects are obviously awful breath, decreased appetite, dry mouth, excessive sweating, insomnia, and a whole mess of others. Then there's some longer term effects, including dental problems. Uh, cardiovascular damage, cognitive issues, psychosis, mood disturbances, uh, meth mites and sores, memory loss, weight loss, some things. It's very interesting. However, they go into a little bit more detail. Uh, they say that the meth kills glial cells. So glial cells are a significant part of the central nervous system. They're responsible for signaling capacities, fighting infections, and developing myelin cells. Uh, the use of meth damages and kills these cells throughout the areas in your brain, but especially in your prefrontal cortex. Ooh. Ah, everyone knows what the prefrontal cortex is for. It's your smart brain. Your ability, well, your human, it's basically what makes you human. Your ability to reason, uh, your cognitive and intellect is basically all controlled by your prefrontal cortex. Yeah, your smart brain. So... Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this particular type of meth was able to um, help uh, a virus or a bacteria do more than it should have been allowed to. And through that, it became more potent and was able to mutate. So first of all, if the meth was uh, in the water supply for any reason, it could start damaging uh, parts of the brain or killing off these glial cells, destroying your prefrontal cortex. I mean, you see where I'm going with this? It's going to snowball out of control here into the fact that I think it could have been the catalyst, but not necessarily the cause. Yeah. Like yeah. there was an exploding powder keg of a brand new infection that specifically targeted the brain and this meth managed to find its way across the southern United States into the water supply and then cause patient zero. And then it spiraled out of control from there. Interesting. That's an interesting theory for sure. Speaking of which... Meth addiction. Not cool. Uh, it's literally like the worst drug to get addicted to. Oh, man, you haven't heard of Crocodile? What's Crocodile? Crocodile is a drug that's commonly used in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, it's injected like uh, heroin or other injectable drugs. Uh, it creates an intense high, but it also causes necrosis at the injection site. So uh, what that means Jesus is Christ. that it's actively killing your uh, body when uh, you use it. So people end up with like open dead tissue, like rotting while they're still alive. Holy Don't Google pictures. It's terrifying. Hell. Maybe, maybe, maybe crocodile was the cause of the zombie outbreak, uh, it, or it, or a mix of it really look like it. and crocodile, croc with a K. No, I mean, don't. I warned you. Oh, okay, croc Odell drug facts. I'm looking at it on drugs.com. Okay. <laughs> also, also called the Russian magic or poor man's heroin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Long-term users who inject these caustic agents into their veins can develop extreme skin ulcerations, infections, and gangrene. Scale-like skin that resembles a crocodile, hence the street name Crocodile. Yeah, it, it's nasty. Uh, 
God. Hopefully they don't have any pictures on there for you. They do not. That's good. That's interesting. That is in, that's op that's opening a whole a whole can of worms here. About <laughs> the effect of drugs and how they can mutate viruses. Um I think I think what I find fascinating about zombie lore in general mm -hmm. is how diverse it really can be. Um, I'm a particular fan of Max Brooks and his How to Survive a Zombie Outbreak or whatever that book is called, Handbook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as World War Z. I think that World War Z could have been a, a really good talking head documentary kind of uh, movie. It could have been a pretty a pretty significant movement if they had decided to go with how the movie was originally done. Yeah, the, the book. The book was originally done. Yeah. However, I don't think they had the budget to do what could have been for it. Uh, there's also a, a book that I used to have that had short stories. I can't remember what it was called. Um, there's also Paul McCartney is Undead. That's a very good book. I think mm -hmm. everyone should read. It is, what if there was an alternate universe where Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison were all zombies, and Ringo Starr was a uh, level nine uh, super ninja or something. I can't remember what exactly <laughs> the character. It's It's a real funny book. You should really look it up. Uh, that's Paul McCartney is undead. Paul is undead, I think is what it's specifically called. Very good okay. book. Uh, but it's so diverse and it's not just, you know, rotting corpses. Sometimes the corpses are intelligent. Sometimes the, uh, corpses can run fast. Sometimes they can run slow. Um, Warm Bodies was a good movie that did a, a real interesting comedy spin on, on the zombie Outbreak, uh, where John Malkovich still plays a badass for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, it's fun, though. It's a fun badass, and he's such a good actor. Such a fun guy to watch, in whatever he's in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, what seems to be common among them all is that if it does happen, we've all got it. Like it's just a virus that hangs around and takes the dead. Doesn't necessarily have to be the virus that kills you. Yeah, it's just everybody is infected. Everybody's infected. Everybody's going to die. Um, a lot of the a, lo a lot of the short stories. One of them in particular, the way that they buried their dead. Or what I found fascinating was the fact that during the beginnings of the outbreak, when everyone was losing hope and dying in the middle of of the night because of broken hearts, they were obviously rising after having died, so it made it even more difficult to stay alive. Yeah. That's a real interesting one. But uh, they would bury their dead by, since they couldn't incinerate them completely... They would put spikes where the head is inside of the coffin and shove their head down onto it uh, after they died. And then dispose of the body that way. Do you know that in uh, ancient Rome it was customary to bury a corpse facing down? No, I did not. Why is that? Was there a specific reason? Yeah, so they didn't come back up. Uh, what? No, they didn't, like, claw their way up to the surface. Because they thought that they couldn't turn around? Yeah. Interesting. And the, some of them even had, like, a metal cage uh, built on top of that. That's, that's crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that there are uh, instances of people who would pay to have a... Like a bell above their coffin, and they would ask that their hand be attached to the bell via a string. 
And that if they did come back from the dead for any reason, they could ring the bell and someone would unbury them. Not a specific zombie legend, just a nobody wants to get buried alive kind of thing. Yeah, I can't say that would be very pleasant. Uh, it'd be terrifying, and you probably would be crushed under the weight of the dirt anyway, assuming that they did get you down six feet. Interesting. Well, I think that's all we have today. We did a lot of zombie stuff today. Yeah. Did a little bit of comic books, some actual books. It was an awful, uh, it was a, I was going to say it's an awful trip. It was a weird trip today. You know, in all honesty, this might be one of the least dark episodes that we've done so far. I could have gone darker. We really could have gone balls deep into some of that, uh, some of the drugs. But yeah, we're not going to do for that. Sure. Um, spaghetti for dinner. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's all we got. Catch us again for another Fanspiracy Theory next week. Catch us for our seven-day replay. This is starting to get crazy on the Expanse, and we are just diving right headfirst into it. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited for yeah. uh, what's coming. Yeah, we're on to the, uh, to the fifth episode, so that's going to be good. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. And as uh, with everything... We wish you seven days to rock and stone. Seven days to rock and stone, Guardian. Later. Bye-bye. Yeah.